1: Welcome to our show, Sleepover Sleepover Cinema. Cinema. This is our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and
0: theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. I'm Hannah Leach. And I'm Audrey Leach. We are the sister filmmaking duo, also known as Two Pink Pictures, and we have not stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them.
1: We're going to explore the good, the bad, and the nonsensical of the very often made-for-TV movies that first inspired our love for film in an attempt to answer the question, are these movies actually
0: good? And at the end of the day, do we really care? So today we are talking about a true gem, 2005's Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. We
2: were best friends and about to spend our first summer apart. How about the swimsuit <laughs> You try a line?
1: <laughs> But a pair of pants Ta-da! would keep us I together. I am so excited. Audrey, time. you seem particularly you excited about this film, and I want to know why.
0: There's just a certain brand of... I don't want to say chick flick because I don't like that term anymore. But um, you know, uh- anymore. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like when
1: no, I agree. But the way you said it is, you sounded like you're like I used to love the word chick flick. <laughs> oh <my
0: God. laughs> I just was, I was neutral, and not anymore. <laughs> um, it's just a female friendship movie, and those are the best kind.
1: Yes, that's very true. I have not seen this movie in a really long time, and I remember it being pretty, like, grown up for when I got to see it, and so I'm excited to revisit that and see if that is still true. But before we get into all that, we have to start with the facts surrounding this movie. So, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants was released on June 1st, 2005. Perfect summer release date, like, love that. Okay, this was
0: interesting to me. Right so, when the kids get out of school. Sorry, I just
1: had, I just had to say that. I'm pretty sure it's rated PG-13, which is kind of like a big deal for the genre. But anyway, it's directed by Ken Kwapis, who's mostly known as a TV director. He's currently directing hashtag black af but he's like very much a white man
0: so i found that to be weird um he directed the office parks and rec malcolm in the middle freaks and geeks like no this makes sense i put two and two together because <laughs> i literally just watched and it's rashida jones and oh. it's like this mockumentary thing and rashida jones is in the office oh right 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 this right makes sense to me did you like it No, I didn't watch it. I just watched, like, the obnoxious trailers on Netflix where you're literally just moving your mouse and it starts, like, blasting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. I guess so, but still. At least there's a relation there. Like, there's, like... There's a
1: connection. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Okay.
0: Um, This movie was based on the
1: novel by Anne Brashears. Brashears? And the screenplay was written by Delia Efron, who is best known for writing the screenplay to You've Got Mail. That's major. And what I found funny, the 2005 adaptation of Bewitched with Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman. Do you remember that?
0: No. Did you see it?
1: Yeah, I have like super vivid sleepover memories of watching this movie and it's weird, but whatever. there's our rough creative team imdb logline for this movie is as follows and in case you have forgotten or need a refresher a logline is defined as a brief usually one sentence summary of a television program film or book that states the central conflict of the story often providing both a synopsis of the story's plot and an emotional quote hook to stimulate interest so this is the logline for Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Four best girlfriends hatch a plan to stay connected with one another as their lives start off in different directions. They pass around a pair of secondhand jeans that fits each of their bodies perfectly. This tagline, I literally laughed out loud as I read. This is genius. Laugh, cry, share the pants. <laughs> Just straight to the core. That's <laughs> kind it. of a
0: double meaning. <laughs> Why is it a well, because well, I don't know. I think it's more clever than you're giving credit for. Okay, tell me why? Because, um, because obviously it's like the whole like live, laugh, love type statement. You know where it's like live period, laugh period, <laughs> love period. Uh-huh. But you have share the pants because for obvious reasons they are literally sharing one pair of pants. But it's also kind of like a reference to like sharing the pants in a relationship. Like, you see what uh, I'm saying? Uh, Because it's not about that. Like, that's not what's important. It's (laughs) it's like, it's not really referring to, like, share the pants in a relationship because it's not really what the movie is about. You know, like, about, like, with, like, a guy and a girl.
1: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yes, I understand that I am on this ride with you. I'm just trying to see where you're headed.
0: (laughs) you get like, that's the, that's just the third the third layer to it if you really wanted to look into it that hard you're on one with okay <laughs> all right i mean okay. do you think they didn't intend that
1: i don't think they i that. think you
0: could take it to that level though okay you could
1: in 2020 but 15 years ago i don't think live laugh love was such a thing back then but who knows anyway <laughs> oh that's the aspect of it you
0: disagree with What? That's fine if you disagree with that aspect. Okay,
1: give me a one-sentence reduction (laughs) of your point because I don't understand. This cast, we have Amber Tamblyn as Tibby, Alexis Bledel as Lena, America Ferreira as Carmen, and Blake Lively as Bridget. And these are like the four best friends that anchor the film.
0: Do you know when Gilmore Girls ended? Think it? I could be wrong. I know that um, Alexis Bledel was filming Gilmore Girls when this was filmed. How do you know that? I, I've, I've studied these things. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of Gilmore it was Girls. was definitely going in 2005 and 2004. So in 2005,
1: what was happening in pop culture in our world? I will tell you. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire came out. But potentially more importantly... The Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp came out. Would you care to elaborate? I don't
0: know why that made such an impact. (laughs) To me? To any, all of us. Like, why did we care so much about that movie? Well, in
1: my mind, that movie will always fall into a really particular canon, which was that we owned, like, 12 DVDs, and we had a DVD player in the minivan when we grew up. So we've seen, like, a particular 12 movies, like... Countless times. A (laughs) hundred times. I remember knowing this movie so well when I was little that when I was anxious and couldn't sleep at night, I would close my eyes and watch it in my head because I was like, I...
0: We all have our movies like that. Yeah.
1: I couldn't do it anymore. For
0: some reason, I used to do that with Finding Nemo.
1: (laughs) That's like a scary beginning, too.
0: I know, but it's watery.
1: (laughs) That is true. It is very watery. I
0: think that was one of our car DVDs also. Yeah, but it was like second tier. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, other things in 2005. Okay, these are m- much more serious things. Uh, Bush's second term. Hurricane Katrina happened, leading to the iconic Kanye West moment uh, with when he's next to Mike Myers saying George Bush doesn't care about black people. Have you ever seen that video? Audrey? Of course. Um, YouTube was born. So think of all like the very creepy like early early internet videos being circulated. American Idol was a really really big thing. It was on two nights a week. Did you know that?
0: We did watch it.
1: I know, but I had forgotten that it was on two nights a week. Because
0: wasn't it like audition night and then elimination night in the same week? I think that's kind of what it was. I think it was like there was a Hollywood
1: Weeks at the beginning where it was like two nights of auditions and then it evolved. Yeah, it
0: changes. Oh,
1: right. But you mean once they're actually on stage. Yeah. Yes. Drama. The most, this is kind of things that I Uh, Cherry Picked, because they were the songs that stood out to me the most from 2005, but they are all picked from the Billboard 100 from this year. We Belong Together by Mariah Carey, Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson, Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. I have Shake It Off written on here, but I don't know what I meant by that. Uh, Pond Replay by Rihanna. (laughs) Not 2005. <laughs> Pondre play by Rihanna, Lonely by Akon, and Collide by Howie Day, which are two songs that I probably still know every single word to. Yep. Around that age is when I got my first alarm clock radio, so I listened to like an unprecedented amount of top 40. Back then, I would sit in my room playing monkey ball on my Game Boy DS, listening to 965 Kiss FM. Game Boy
0: SP. Right. <laughs> she what do you did not remember? have a ds I did, I did did i say ds yeah you said nintendo ds instead of okay. sp oh you I actually a, said game boy ds i did yes i'm slipping <laughs> it was a game boy advance
1: sp my grandma irene found in the street on my ninth birthday does that check out yeah yep okay what do you remember about 2005 audrey mm.
0: I don't know, I had a really wholesome time <laughs> second too. grade and third grade. I feel like we definitely were enjoying American Idol though with our parents. And like, like didn't we always watch yeah, I feel like we always, yeah, we watched, always it watched it. Yeah, we always watched it. It was the thing. I feel like I just I didn't have an awareness I didn't know what was going on in the world. <laughs> I <was>
1: like, <laughs> See, I feel like I always knew stuff.
0: Like you didn't know about Kanye though. No, what? I didn't know about Kanye, but I knew about other stuff because I, mean, I
1: listened to the radio so much. That Uh, was meant for adults. I
0: don't think I had one. (laughs) Yeah, you were like,
1: you were not concerned. No, you did have one. You just didn't listen to it. I didn't. You had a white one and I had a black one.
0: I didn't listen to the radio until um, middle school. And what do you remember about 2005 that's notable? Literally
1: listening to my radio, being like a really romantically strung out fifth grader, because of course, it's kind of like the last year of actually being a kid for me. I guess that was kind of that's more two thousand six. Well, because sixth grade was so horrible, like bullying wise, that I feel like yeah. I was like a changed individual after that. Mm-hmm. Like before, then I was different. It was also like before even an inkling of an emo phase arose. Except I wasn't Avril Lavigne, but that's kind of different. It was before. It was
0: kind of. I mean, she wasn't even emo per se. It wasn't really a thing yet. She was more skater. Yeah, she was more skater. Don't you think? she wasn't emo really wasn't emo a thing yet. yet. Yeah, because, yeah, it just wasn't, like, an evolved thing. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so that's what was up in 2005, roughly. Let's just say three things you remember from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Well, first of all, okay, so it's been a long time since I've watched it, but Audrey, when was the last time you watched it?
0: Not that long ago, probably two years ago or less. But I don't, more than six months Less than two years.
1: What are the things that you remember?
0: Me and my friend Hunter have a joke about one of the lines in this movie. It's during, like, the depressing part where the little girl is, like, dying. But mm-hmm. um, she says, actually, she's not dying yet, but it's once Tibby figures out that she has leukemia. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the little girl goes, it's called leukemia. <laughs> What's funny about that? It's not. It's it's literally not in the context of the movie, but it's something about her delivery. <laughs> You'll see. Okay. You'll remember. Okay, what else? So Lena goes to Greece to visit her grandparents in this movie, but I just had no concept. I was not worldly. Like, we're from Ohio. Like, (laughs) I just had no concept of Greece and Santorini, which I'm pretty sure is where they are. If it's not Santorini, it's knockoff Santorini, Uh um, which looks pretty magical, in real life, so when I saw that, I definitely was like, "This is just not necessarily made up, but like, it's like Genovia in The Princess Diaries. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A semi-fictional land. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to go. Like, but it's it, like it's like
1: PCA. It's like Pacific Coast. Yeah, together. like, but it
0: actually exists. So <laughs> the last thing I remember is that. I'm pretty sure, I'm fairly certain that this was one of the first movies that I cried to because I was moved by the story, not for, like, any other reason. In the same way that kids cry when they watch Bridge to Terabithia. Uh Because, you know, there's a lot of movies that make adults cry that are for kids that kids don't cry at. Yeah. But I feel like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is one of the ones where the kids might cry. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm about to find out. Yeah. I don't really But remember. now that the expectation is in place, I feel like you're not going to cry. So I don't know. I'm a softy. You we'll did things make me cry. It's, I'm not that hard to make cry. One thing that I
1: want to say, aside from my three things, is that you pointed out to me that you think that I got to see this because I was sick. Like I was homesick?
0: Oh, no, I know what it is. I, okay. I, I literally just remembered. <laughs> okay, what was it? Um, was me, it a sleepover? No. Me and dad were going to a daddy-daughter dance. <gasps> I remember that. And you were like...
1: So upset. <laughs> no, it was because I, I was supposed to go, but I got sick.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the whole story. Yeah. yeah.
1: You and dad went to that, and then mom felt really bad that I was sick, so I was allowed to watch like a slightly scandalous movie. Yeah. Which was, and it was tr- really traveling. And fans.
0: what a perfect pick. Yeah.
1: Mom really did That's that. That's
0: really good. <laughs> so, um. I'm upset. I shouldn't have gone to the dance. <laughs> I, that means I saw it way later. You He probably saw it, like, six months later
1: or something. I definitely remember this movie being slightly older than I was. Like, I felt like. It's kind of like a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like when you're a little kid and you finally get to watch Pirates of the Caribbean. And you're like, I'm playing with the big boys. Because yeah. that movie's, like, <laughs> kind of scary. Or, like,
0: even Harry Potter's. For some kids. Yeah, not for me because I read all yeah. the books,
1: but okay. The three main things that stuck with me. First of all, America Ferreira as non-skinny girl representation, which is funny because she's also like a huge figure in like Latina representation, especially in media like this.
0: Even now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I remember being just like feeling seen by the fact that she was like not super skinny. Mm-hmm. Um and it's legitimate. Like the writing is good. So yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I remember them taking it seriously, but not them being like she wasn't getting like Tracy Turnbladed about it. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't like a it it's wasn't a joke.
0: Well, it's well done.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. And to And her see friends
0: that. are supportive.
1: <laughs> her like, un- <laughs> we'll get to Blake Lively. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I also remember, kind of related to the body stuff, I think in my brain that America Ferrera, I think, doesn't have a love interest in this movie, but everyone else does. All the other girls do because I know they all have love interests. She has
0: no love interest. Tibby doesn't either. Yeah, she does. Mm-mm. There's a guy in the arcade. It's not a love interest. Oh, really? You'll see. Does that mean that she's gay coded? Yeah. Yes. Okay. She's definitely not. Like he, they are not in any sort of. Okay. Thing. For some reason. Because she's shooting a documentary.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I remember this kind of. Yeah. Okay. And then the last thing I remember is. Blake Lively is, like, definitely, like, the babe of the group. And that's all fun and games until she, like, hooks up with her camp counselor. But I remember it being, like, super traumatic for some reason. hmm But back then, I didn't really understand why it because was—
0: Because you don't know don't. what happens.
1: <laughs> like, it, like, is a cut-to thing. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I knew—I mean, it was heavily implied. Like, I knew that they had, like, had sex or something, but I— It's blurry, though. (laughs) Yeah, but she seemed, like, so shook about it that I remember always being like,
0: when you're 50. Yeah. Like, I think it's because she had some, like, weird stuff with her mom, like, connected to it. Like, I feel like it was, like... Wait, don't spoil this story. Let me find (laughs) out
1: when I watch it. We'll, We'll come back to that, clearly. Yeah. Okay. So... That's what I remember. It's really not a lot.
0: Yeah, Hannah doesn't really remember that much. I remember everything. Yeah, I don't really
1: remember that much, but I am excited because I love these movies.
0: Oh, the soundtrack. And I'm not talking about, like, the... Yeah, I'm not talking about, like, the pre-existing songs, but the score. Let me just... It goes... Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) No. Oh, my gosh. It's really good, though. And they... Kind of like, that's like the theme, the theme oh, yeah. of the score. It's like, na, 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 na. You'll see. That's
1: giving me vibes of of other movies of that yeah. era. It's kind of like, uh, you know what has the best score, the best what? theme is Princess Diaries.
0: Yeah. Like, do, 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 yes. And they bring it back in the second movie. That's good.
1: I just gave myself Chills.
0: goosebumps <laughs> It's so Chills. good. Okay. Yeah, it really just literally just hearing that. It's like very uh, visceral.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am really, really excited to watch it. Are you prepared? Yep. All right. Oh, when we come back, we are going to address these questions. We're going to talk about how dated is it? What's better now? What's worse now? What did we forget about? And is it good? I feel like we already kind of know the answer, yeah, but we, who knows?
0: Let's not kid ourselves.
1: <laughs> we'll have more nuanced takes.
0: If you got some time on your hands, this w- which you might, you very well might, this would be a great time. Just pause us, go watch the film, come back. We'll have a, a roundtable discussion. <laughs> It'll be a Socratic seminar. Come back with points.
1: Everyone's required to speak at least twice. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We are back. <laughs> My face is tears streaked. <laughs> How many times did you cry? I probably teared up seven times. Seven <laughs> times? I teared up twice. I had a full-on tear down the cheek. When? Oh, just the most cliche part. Oh, the... So brought me to you. Yeah. That part. It, yeah. Tibby, Tibby's final stand. Like because, not Tibby Bailey's final stand. Because their crying is so real. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Their acting is so good. Like they're the crying. Is amazing. All their crying is really on point. And when people cry, I cry. Yeah. So like if if I feel like somebody's genuinely crying, I just cry. That's it. I'm kind of the
1: same way, but not in movies. We are talking about Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants from 2005. And we're going to start off talking about things we forgot about in this movie.
0: I mean, because I've seen the movie semi-recently, there's really not much I forgot about. I would say the only thing that I did forget about is the fact that um, Carmen's dad's new wife and kids, that their father is an alcoholic. Uh, Right. I did not remember that. And it's, I was shook by that, too. It's supposed to show, like, the cracks in their seemingly perfect family or whatever. Yeah. Um, they never even acknowledge that, though. They don't get into it. You don't see it, and they don't really get into it. But I guess to Carmen, that's, like, that's all she needed to hear. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I just totally forgot. Uh, wait. Tr- trigger warning,
1: suicide, mental health discussions, which I'll have to include at the beginning of this. But this entire movie. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, I did not remember that Bridget, a.k.a. Blake Lively's mom, was dead. And not only that she's dead, but that she committed suicide. Did not remember that, but it was, like, very well handled, I thought, which we'll come back to. Tibby, as a documentarian, became, like, like, I forgot that that's kind of what she's doing. Or, like, I knew she was making a documentary, but now that I'm older and, like,
0: we have done it. Audrey and I have done it. Like, it it just means something different. I mean, she was, like, watching footage and taking notes and that sort of thing. I mean, that's just, like, what I do on a daily basis. I feel like I relate to Tibby in a new way now because she has that cynical vibe about the world. And um, she wants to make a film, but she's not really, like, willing to... Level, I guess Mm -hmm. with the people she's interviewing and then Bailey comes in and she's like interested in them and like what they actually care about and that's what like teaches her the life lessons, you (laughs) know. And Bailey, I mean, you were supposed to go watch the movie so you
1: should know. But (laughs) Bailey is the like 12-year-old accomplice to to Tibby's documenting efforts. (laughs) Yes. So parts that are better now that we're older – Blake Lively's character in this movie is so complicated. So much more than you would ever really process as, like, a 13-year-old watching this movie. Yeah.
0: Because you don't even have the life experience to try to relate to her, so you can't. Right. I mean, hopefully you don't. But But hopefully um, you don't, (laughs) yeah.
1: Like,
0: yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, so just a,
1: a brief recap of what the situation is. Bridget's mom commits suicide. It seems like she has, like, a history of mental illness. She commits suicide. So just Blake Lively. It's just Bridget and her dad. And her dad is, like, awkward. So their relationship is not great. And he's not great at, like, expressing his, like, love for her and, like, being, like, a nurturing parent. And so... That is true, and then she happens to be Blake Lively, so she's, like, gorgeous, and she is, like, this star athlete, and she goes to the soccer camp and decides that she is going to sleep with this, like, 20-year-old, probably older,
0: College college-age camp
1: counselor, and she's 17, and, like, tells him that, like, right at the beginning.
0: <laughs> there was this, there was a shot where she's sitting in the cafeteria, and they're passing out packages, and letters and she gets a letter from her dad and it's just like super short and it's just like sounds like you're having a good time love dad and then she <laughs> looks up she looks up in the shop hands and she looks straight at the camp counselor and she's like heh yeah. It's, it, 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 it. Hannah and I were saying like, it's like this very blatant, like, this is going to fill the void of my daddy <laughs> issues.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had written down, we started talking about how like in like traditional depictions how different daddy issues and mommy issues are. Like if you have daddy issues, like you want male validation, but if you have mommy issues and you're a guy, you just like hate women. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like why don't we have movies where there's there's teen, teen boys with mommy issues and they're just like trying to fill the void by like having a crush on a girl. Like <laughs> it like, like, doesn't happen. That would be nice though. It would be nice. I'm sure it's happened. We should happened. write that. I'm sure it's happened. That would someplace. be cute. Maybe it exists. I'll have to think about it. Yeah. But
1: if you know of a movie that's like that. It's an
0: uncommon thing if it exists. Let us know.
1: Um, I also think that Bridget is like the archetype. For, like, the sad girl, bad girl type thing, like, before that was a thing, like, cause she's like super gorgeous, but also like super mentally unwell and really reckless. And I feel like, you know, that whole stupid meme that's like, she was the blueprint.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> she was the blueprint. She was the blueprint, though, for that type. <laughs> Just every time Carmen puts down the Southern mom, mm-hmm. every time, I was just like, is she being drama? Yes. However, I supported. it. Yeah. Also aged like a fine wine, the music cue for Unwritten.
1: Yeah, definitely. Where there's like a billion people jogging down the beach to Unwritten. Yeah. That's pretty I good. could
0: not ask for anything more. So
1: one thing that... I think, meant more to me now, but I've always kind of been aware of, but it's better now, is that, like, the whole thing about the pants, like, the fact that the movie is centralized around these pants, and, like, the primary gag of the movie is that they all can somehow fit in the same hands. Yeah, it's suspend your disbelief. Yeah, it's magic realism. magic realism. Magic Tony realism. Morrison. Yes. Um, <laughs> but like the fact that that is the central thing sidebar, they're all basically the same size except for Carmen. Mm-hmm. But I think that acknowledging body size differences, especially in a movie that's meant for younger people was really like kind of revolutionary for its time in a way where they didn't make it a punchline like they do in, like, Hairspray or something like that. Like, they were like, Mm -hmm. oh, we're different sizes, but we can somehow wear the same clothes. Like, because the point is that the movie, to me, is, like, really grounded in bodies, like, physical bodies. And I thought this at the beginning. It's like, Bridget is her body because she's, like, this hot girl. And then Mm -hmm. Carmen is, like, suffocated by her body in the fact that she's bigger than everyone else and the fact that she's the only person of color and that's, like, constantly weaponized against her. And then Lena just ignores her body,
0: Right. And, <laughs> and
1: Tibby like is a ghost person and like doesn't have a body. Uh-huh. Slash it's like about like decaying of bodies because of Bailey.
0: Oh, gay miss essay essay coming through,
1: but I I I was just thinking a lot about that as it was going through, and I think that the kind of like blue jeans vaguely like sexy association of like the early two thousands is like an element in this movie, but Mm -hmm. it's made really realistic in the lives of people that you can relate to, and I really liked when Bailey from beyond the grave is in her little video and she says maybe we can just get through life and like that's all we can really ask for like happiness is about like finding little things that are meaningful it's
0: about stringing together the little things like (laughs) these pants
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i liked that i was like you know so like that's that's a nice philosophy is it cliche
0: yeah but like it's cliche for cliches are cliche for a reason Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, if I feel like people that are people that reject cliches because they're cliche, like in movies, it's like, can you just like chill out, <laughs> yeah. like like really, can you just let your guard down? You you clearly are hurt. Like, can we just <laughs> just let it be familiar? Just let it, yeah,
1: like yeah. it rings true. Okay, yeah, I'll say it. I think Lena's plot
0: is fucking boring.
1: It's so obvious what's gonna happen, and Alexis Bledel is like as compelling as like a wafer. Like she's not. People
0: love her. It's crazy.
1: They just love her because she's good on Gilmore Girls, but only because the person who plays her mom is so good.
0: I mean, I did watch all of Gilmore Girls multiple times. (laughs) Um, Okay, they just like go to a coffee shop and like talk about school. Like it's very easy. (laughs) It's kind of nice. I think the only part of Lena's plot, though, that does make some points, I mean, it's at the most cliche part where she's standing on the cliff right before Kostas comes down and she takes off her clothes and they jump in the water. Uh-huh. But the thing about, like, Bridget's lost so much and and other people have lost so much and, like, they're still willing to put themselves at risk or, like, be intimate with people. And she's like, I haven't lost anything and I'm not, you know? yeah. That, I feel like that's, like, the one part that, like, made well, a point. But. I think
1: it made a good point, but it's also, like, super unearned. Like, yeah, she just, like, it's stands there and it's the like beginning, a voiceover of herself
0: just saying it. Mm-hmm. It was probably definitely taken from the book. Yeah, definitely. All I, those voiceovers. I had that
1: vibe. Also, like, the very heavy-handed wardrobe evolution
0: <laughs> over her plot line, I was just, like... They gave this girl a perm and a spray tan right. and said oh. she became free. Free? <laughs> <laughs> They put her in some bright colors. They put her her in in a cami. A lacy cami (laughs) and a moped and said, oh, she's free now. (laughs) Can't you see? Can't you see the character development? That's freedom. Her face hasn't changed at all. Her soul is the same. (laughs) She's still blank as cardboard, but.
1: Blank (laughs) as
0: cardboard.
1: We also forgot about the
0: fact that, like,
1: the turning point of her Letting this Greek man into her heart (laughs) is, like, the dumbest exchange of all time, where they're on this boat out under the moonlight.
0: He says, some people like to show their beauty and let it shine for all to see. Others like to hide their beauty
1: because they want them to see
0: something else.
1: And then they're, like, they look at each other and then they kiss.
0: (laughs) And there's no clarification. we were, like, what is the... What... What? Yeah, we were like, what's the something else? All right. <laughs> it's like, oh, he tried it. Like, yeah. And she fell for it. Yeah. But all right. <laughs> he definitely,
1: it was like he was making it up as so he went along and then he like lost his train of thought. She, she was
0: like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, let's just, let's let bygones be bygones. Let's just kiss. I don't yeah. even care about this conversation. <laughs> and she's like, you're so dumb. <laughs> But you're so attractive, right? We're not here
1: for conversation. No. I also think that when Lena comes back from Greece, it's like very, I just came back from study abroad.
0: Oh yeah, she's like, she's like, here's a picture of me holding a fish. Here's a picture of my house, Here's a picture of my grandma. like well, your grandma wouldn't be there where you studied abroad though. That's the difference that's all the difference (laughs) (laughs) but yeah she definitely is like i'm glowing now yeah right Right. she's like "Mm, i wear colors yeah (laughs) okay
1: um this is kind of like a continuity thing more than anything else but in the beginning montage thing the narrator who's carmen says that they're all born in the same week which means that theoretically they would probably all be the same astrological sign, and I just want to know what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Also— I bet that we could probably figure that I, out through I the book. Googled
1: it, and nothing came up.
0: Oh. Also— How terrifying is that, a group of four best friends that are all the same sign? It would be, like, horrible. So we're just concerned for them. We're concerned for and them. And it's also, like, not believable.
1: Also, I thought it wasn't believable when Carmen was, like— our moms met at a prenatal like, yoga class. No, 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 Your moms wouldn't be friends. Right. And it was like, they had nothing in common. And I was like, well, first of all, if they're all at a prenatal yoga class, they have to have at least a couple few things in common. Yeah.
0: Like You got to have, money. I mean, that's a certain socioeconomic status. Right. To be in a prenatal yoga class. Right. Which they are in Bethesda, Maryland. And we do see all of their houses and their houses are pretty nice. They do have nice houses. So there's that. We never see Lena's house. Yeah. We only see Grease. Lena, like, low-key
1: isn't in this movie. Because there's all those really good scenes. There's, like, one with Tibby and Carmen, and then there's that one really good one with um, Bridget, Tibby, and Carmen where we're just talking about her mom.
0: Yeah. It's like,
1: was Gilmore Girls too demanding? Like, Like maybe. Probably. Okay. How dated is this movie slash what problematic elements are there? I was pleasantly surprised by how well-handled the racial tension in Carmen's new family mm-hmm. was. I thought this, it was
0: pretty tasteful. 2005? Yeah. I mean, the stuff that was going on. like that I was mean, it being, was
1: way, 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 way worse things. Yeah.
0: But Just tone-deaf. So tone-deaf. But this wasn't tone-deaf at all. I no, thought, yeah. I thought the scene
1: – there was one really, really good scene that did a lot without saying that much, which was Carmen's, like, sleeping in the guest room, and her stepmom comes in, And is like get out of bed, Uh, Maria, who's like, they're obviously Latina uh, housekeeper needs to change your sheets. And then she tells Carmen that she doesn't speak English that well. The disdain and the conflict is a lot more implied than literally said, but I felt like that was actually really realistic to how that yeah. sort of situation would play out.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those situations where, like, Carmen can't outright say, like, you're racist. Yeah. But it's that, like, uncomfortable gray area. <laughs> you you know what I wrote under how dated is it? As dated as Blake Lively's natural nose. <laughs> I didn't
1: even know that she had a nose job. I, I did. <laughs> Clearly. you brought it up like a million times. So I actually really want to talk about her character again, talking about her boundary pushing. As we were watching, Eric, the counselor at the soccer camp, says no to Bridget like At least four times and he like makes it pretty clear why he's like I can't do this like she front loaded the fact that she's 17 like she pushes it so hard the whole time and he keeps trying to be like no we're not going to do this like she like sneaks into the club to like (laughs)
0: cantina yeah like a
1: cantina I don't know. Uh, To dance with him, and he breaks it off, and, like, he's very respectable, basically, up through then. Mm -hmm. Because who knows how old this character is even supposed to be. But she just, like, literally does not take no for an answer. Uh,
0: I was kind of seeing also through the user reviews that her storyline is the least changed.
1: Yeah, there was a really good line where she says... Everyone knows obsessed girls can't be held responsible for their actions. Mm -hmm. And I said to Audrey that that's, like, a very succinct reversal of boys will be boys. And that kind of runs through, like, all of her behavior with this guy. Like, just because the traditional power dynamics are flipped doesn't mean that she wasn't— In the wrong? In the wrong. Not even in the wrong, but just, like, being too pushy. It was also, like, a reversal of the whole, like, playing hard to get thing because he said no so, so, so many times. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really seem to get why,
0: even though That's he – because she's not – she knows, like, in her core why, but, like, she's after it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, as she says. As she says. It's a distraction, basically.
1: Right, because she's trying to yeah. feel at maximum alive yeah. to contrast her mom being dead, which she right. talks about, which, like –
0: Yes. Yeah, and, like, how she's, like, maybe if I'm not sad, then it proves that I'm not like her. I was like,
1: I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I know. It was wild. Let's just talk about the part where her dog steals the jeans and oh, then he's standing out on the sidewalk. That, that, is, that, that actually was, like, the worst part of the movie. Yeah.
0: That is, before we watched, I, that's the moment that I was telling you that, like, there's one moment that's just, like, totally out of left field and, like, yeah. Not only is it not realistic, but it doesn't help. It does not help. I would so prefer that you just don't see him again. You don't need it. It doesn't make it it. better. No. Bridget
1: goes home after camp, and she's like, wow, I had sex, and I don't feel better. Mm." And she's at home. She's with Tibby and Carmen, and literally through an act of God, ends up (laughs) running into Eric on the sidewalk in her neighborhood in Bethesda, where he's decided to just... (laughs) show up and walk around in khakis <laughs> and a button down <laughs> until he does just search for her just know? to search for her from
0: mexico he's right. going to colombia right, right, right. like
1: what oh yeah he goes to colombia we never even mentioned
0: <laughs> and
1: basically he's like yeah so i want to take responsibility for what happened it really shouldn't have happened And then she's like, well, I
0: didn't exactly tell you to stop. And, like, I was in it for the wrong reasons. And he's, like, hit me up in two years. So that was weird. That note was weird. But in general,
1: most of it held up pretty well, I would say. Mm -hmm. That brings us to the final question, which is, is this movie good? And I would like to invite you, Audrey, to read Mm -hmm. the uh, user review on IMDb that you found. Yeah.
0: This is this is a good one. I feel like it will relate to a lot of the episodes that we do. She says whoever this woman is in 2005 to help her whoever she is <laughs> this is not a chick flick this isn't a teeny pop film and there's no Hillary Duff or Lindsay Lohan anywhere in sight The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is about the fears and insecurities that all young people feel as they enter adulthood boys and girls we all have to deal with our bodies with our parents with love and with death and this film deals with all of these issues with honesty sensitivity and maturity and most importantly Importantly, this movie reinstates the fact that none of us have to deal with these issues alone. (laughs) Reinstates
1: We'll forgive her for using the word reinstates.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that is
1: really, really accurate and like a wholesome way to evaluate the movie. So in the first 10 minutes of the movie, as we talked about a little bit earlier, but then we never really got into, um, Carmen has this line where she says, talking about her group of friends, Together, it was as if we formed one single, complete person. Wild, unstoppable Bridget, shy and beautiful Lena, Tibby the rebel, and me, Carmen, the writer. So
0: first of all, justice. Writer is not a personality it's not.
1: Justice for Carmen with that line. But to me, that really, like, yes, it is just like the classic, like, she's the mean one. I'm the hot one, whatever. But that's not actually what they're saying. And to me, like, what I'm trying to say is that I feel like using that kind of really cliche, like, she's the this one and she's the that one, that kind of thing reflects, like, the ways that teenagers' identities are formed around and then, like, refracted through their relationships with their friends. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that they view their friends affects how they view themselves. Mm -hmm. And the fact that these four girls who are, like— just truly the most random com- yes. combination of people <laughs> have just decided that they're going to be friends because they always have been friends. Yeah. Is kind of, it's just so wholesome that it's hard to not like this movie. And I think that there's like another sad tinge to this movie that I could not have ever understood when I first saw it, which is like it will be very hard for them to stay friends. Yeah. As they get older. Like
0: time will test them. Yeah. And it's, like,
1: to think about a version of life where you're able to stay friends with, like, everyone you've ever loved just because you want to mm-hmm. is, like, so.
0: So gets to the core of your very being. Yeah. Like, it's so escapist mm-hmm. but Yeah, like, we enjoyable. wish. Like, what they were able to accomplish, and now, most likely, a group, a group of friends will last a summer being in different places. Right. But, um, you know, I think, like, we all are, like, it's like a dream to, like, have that, that ending where you all come back together and, like.
1: You're meet. all able to find a way to still relate to each other. Yeah. Even though so much has happened. Yeah.
0: And you weren't there to see it. Yeah. And also that whole, what you are talking about, the, like, you're the this one, I'm the this one, it's them proclaiming to the audience who they viewed themselves as before. Right. Um, So that's just, like, an easy way for the audience to be, like, to, like, track their growth, kind of. Yeah, definitely. So, in my opinion,
1: I think thematically this movie is, like, amazing. And obviously you and I are good at riffing on this kind of thing. I enjoyed it, but I didn't honestly enjoy it as much as I thought I would Mm -hmm. because I really didn't like the Greek plot line. Really? Yeah. I just wanted it to be over. (laughs) Every time it came around, I was like, I don't care.
0: I could have enjoyed it more if... If it wasn't Alexis Bledel? If it wasn't
1: Alexis Bledel. She was just really bad. What if it was Emmy Rossum? That would have been a slay. She would have been the right age. Um, I can't even process that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that would have been a better um, casting
0: choice or like... There's so many people that would have been interesting. I mean, literally like
1: any white girl with brown hair.
0: Like, but she was a huge moneymaker at the time. So even though I didn't like the Greek
1: plot line, this has really made me think a lot. <laughs> like yeah. I've enjoyed this analysis a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm glad I watched it. You think it holds up.
0: Yeah, to me it's kind of a little bit of a modern day Little Women in some ways. Obviously mm-hmm. Little Women, they're actually sisters. Yeah. So that makes a huge difference. But it ha- it gives me that similar feeling. Yeah, I get that for sure. But it I would only recommend it to somebody that I know would appreciate it because yeah. it does take a certain you have to be willing type.
1: to to level with it yeah. in the same way that levels
0: with her subjects, ultimately. <laughs> her her Walman's employees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> People that can't enjoy these movies for what they
0: are. I'm like, okay. You I mean, just feel bad for them. Yeah, me too. Like, okay, you can go watch, like, <laughs> Avengers or something. Like. Apparently, allegedly, there is going to be a third yes. film Of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Apparently it's in development. Hannah says that it's on IMDb. It's on IMDb. There is a second movie, and neither of (laughs) us have any memory of seeing it if we have seen it. There's no way it's as good. No, it's not. I know it's not. That's why I haven't watched it recently, if ever, because I know that it's... I'm pretty sure um, Carmen goes to NYU for drama. (gasps) I uh, something Wait, we, might like have to, that. we might have to watch it literally just <laughs> for that. Like that. Um, and there's like new love interests and stuff. But yeah, maybe we is should she watch. Be gay it? yet? I I don't know. I don't know her storyline. I don't think that she is but probably she has not. a pride
1: uh, messenger bag strap yeah. at one point. Like, first so. of all,
0: it's a like a cargo messenger <laughs> bag. Yeah, it's like a she very has gay an bag. Avril Lavigne poster in her room. Yeah. Like it's she's not messing around. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> so. Maybe uh, we'll keep you updated
0: on, it's called yeah. Sisterhood
1: Everlasting.
0: I, personally, I'm not a huge fan of all of these reboots for no reason. Me neither, I don't like it. I don't think we... Even though we're
1: capitalizing on that same market through this show, I just think it's so lazy to be like...
0: Hannah Montana reboot. Yeah, like why don't we try to like take the elements of those things that made it great at the time, yeah. and stop just capitalizing off the fact that our demographic knows what these shows are. Okay, now I actually have one thing <laughs> left. Okay. You know how people always say, like, "Are you a Carrie? Are you a Miranda? Are you a Samantha?" <sighs> oh. From Sex and the City. We got to do it for this, and you can do halves, like okay, yeah. mixes, because I feel like that's really the truth. Yeah.
1: Because these aren't, like, fully grown women, so I feel like it's no. particularly hard. I'm going to do this purely based off of personality. Like, I want to say Carmen in part, but they don't really... <laughs> I feel like that's not true. You go first.
0: Um, I guess I would choose, like, half Tibby, half Lena. Why? Um, do I have to say why? Yeah. <laughs> why? At least for me. I'll cut it out oh. if you want. I feel like half tippy because like obvious reasons, like we're both into like film and like whatever. And like the whole cynical thing I was talking about and just like that sort of attitude in a way. And then Lena, I feel like, mm, I mean, I know she's kind of a cardboard um, box, (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like we both have like a guardedness, Mm -hmm. you know, like I feel like that. So the combination of those two? Yeah. Like makes sense. Yeah. Pretty quiet. Like kind of, sometimes quiet, you know?
1: Hard to read for some people. Yeah. Not me, obviously, but
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess are you gonna have to say like have Bridget, have Carmen? <laughs> like I guess. <laughs> yeah. Carmen's like Carmen will say what's on her mind, which you don't always do, but I feel like if something's really bothering you, like, it's gonna, you're gonna say
1: it. Yeah, well, also the thing where it's, like, like, she avoided talking to her dad for such a long time, but would be, like, wilding out at everyone else. Yeah. Like, I feel like that is kind of true of Mm -hmm. me. I mean, obviously, like, the body stuff is, like, a thing with me, and then the Bridget thing is, like kind of more of how I used to act, I think. Mm-hmm. like the
0: brashness.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still will, like, really go for things that I want, but, mm-hmm. like, I'm not as much of, like, a thrill-seeker as I once was, and I definitely used to be more of
0: one. Yeah.
1: And, like, the feeling maximum alive thing mm-hmm. definitely oh, yeah. is a thing that I care about
0: mm-hmm. still.
1: But it just manifests in ways that are, like, less unhinged now than they used to be.
0: You know what that means? What? That together we are all four. (laughs) (laughs) We make up. We are the sisterhood of the traveling pants. (laughs) And that's the thesis. (laughs) That's why we did this. Just so we
1: could say that. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode. Let us know if there is a movie that you're really excited to hear us talk about. If there's one that you and your friends like to talk about, please send them our way uh, could be a decom
0: you know could be a straight to DVD uh, yeah like literally gem from Sam's club anything. <laughs> we've been there um <laughs> anyway that's that hope you had a good time listening this was fun but I enjoyed this one a lot this was a good one yeah
1: okay any <laughs> last words <laughs>
0: mm, love your sisters and love yourself <laughs> live laugh share <shirt laughs> pants. you got to live, laugh, love. (laughs) You can find more from us at evergreenpodcast.com slash sleepover dash cinema and keep up with our latest creative projects at TupingPictures.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at pictures, and would love to hear from you there.
1: And if you like the show, if it brings back evocative memories of childhood or tweendom or babysitting share an episode of your choice with your friends and maybe even leave us an itunes review telling us what movie you'd like to see us cover next sleepover cinema is a production of evergreen podcasts and is edited and produced by me hannah ray leach special thanks to mixing engineer sean rule hoffman and executive producers michael dialoia and david moss our show music is by josh perlman hall
0: We'll chat again soon.
2: Bye. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad,